Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we're joined in studio by by our friend, Emily Pock. Emily is a homeschooling wife and mother of three forever in pursuit of wowing her husband's taste buds with her cooking. In addition to her family, she loves everything to do with snow except driving in it, her two cats, Sharpie and Marbles, and sitting outside on her deck. She is a behind-the-scenes girl who tends to organize her life in such a way as to maximize the amount of time she gets to be home. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. But it, you've come out of your home to be with us. We love yeah. it. <laughs> yes, It was I have. such a cozy intro, Emily. Thanks. I mean, that is just pure cozy right there, guys. <laughs> Emily, this is just, first of all, let's talk about how splendid you being here is. This is great. I'm so excited. I'm We've been talking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And you listen to us regularly, yeah. right? So, I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we have a, here, here you are in a homeschool podcast. I know. I know. Who would have thought? Wait, what day is it today? Monday? On a Monday night? <laughs> I can't remember you guys in the holidays. Any hoodles? We know you're a longtime homeschooler, Emily. Oh, yeah. When did you start homeschooling? I.e., how old were your kids when you started? And why did you choose it? Okay, so we started in the fall of 2007. We decided earlier that year, um, our kids at the time that we started, our youngest son was about 10 months old. Mm. Um, And then our daughter was four and a half. And then our oldest child was eight and he was going to be going into third grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had been in the public school system Mm -hmm. to that point. And I would say it was about February of 2007 um, was kind of where it all started as to why we were going to start homeschooling. So um, I had at our church, there was a Bible study about finances and Mm. God's thoughts and opinions on on finances. And um, we were really new to God. Mm. And I just really was curious as to what that looked like. And so I dragged my husband to this group (laughs) and, um, you know, didn't know anybody in the class whatsoever. Um, And Jenny's husband, Joel, happened to be one of the leaders (laughs) to that class. I was wondering when you said financial. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so anyway, we were in this class and um, one of the things we had to do was pray for each other. Um, At the end of every class, we would kind of say our prayer requests. And my prayer request was to be able to quit my job and stay home with my kids. Mm. And, um, but of course my husband needed a new job in order for that to occur. So, um, yeah, so that was our prayer request every time. Okay. And, um, so after a few weeks, I show up to class kind of, I don't know if I was irritated, but I was frustrated because I lost my job. Oh, doesn't God be careful what you pray for? Yes. (laughs) In a roundabout way. I know. So I come in and I'm like, well, guys, um, I lost my job today. (laughs) Um, So how does that all work? And they're all cheering. Yeah. They're so excited. (laughs) 
goodness. And I, I'm like, I don't understand. Oh. And they're like, that's how God works. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like, do I really want to be a Christian? Yeah. What? <laughs> so at that point, that literally is when I was like, oh, okay. And I, I guess yeah. you, that is when I got saved was that night. Oh. That's literally went what so a beautiful thing. I know. So in a financial class. I mean, yeah, now I, I didn't know chills. this, Emily. I had no idea about this part. <laughs> yeah. So no clue. Anyway, um, so then it was just like, oh, this is how God works. Okay, well, let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, within a week or two, I didn't have a job and yeah. we lost my entire income. Mm. Um, and you know, everyone's kind of freaking out for us. And I'm like, what? God brought us here. Yeah. We're fine. Mm. Exactly. Um, so then it was like, well, we can't afford did your husband have that same amount of faith. He was, he cool did. I okay. feel like he would. Okay. He did. He was like, all right, I guess this is where we're at. Yeah. You know, I think we still kind of thought he needed another job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, whatever, like, right. I don't know. Um, so we just kind of proceeded from there and, um, we knew we couldn't afford our daughter's um, Montessori preschool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and our son had been having trouble in school. Um, just not learning the way that you're supposed to learn in public school. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, one day we just, I don't know, between the people that we had met in the financial class, it was like, I think we should homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, everything we were learning in the Bible. And we just felt like not only would it be best for our family, but I think mm-hmm. God calls us to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to be obedient in our finances, if we're going to be obedient in me staying home and that, I think we should probably be obedient in this too. And wow. So, yeah. Wow. Just like that. Just like that. Isn't that cool? Wow. I mean, how inspiring you're brand new baby Christian and mm-hmm. you, I mean, not that you thought you were a genius or whatever, but all of a sudden it's like, you get it. And there are a lot of people who've known the Lord a lot longer who for some reason, don't get it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was just that I didn't know. I didn't know not to get it. Do you know what I <laughs> right. mean? Like you were I, naive. I was so naive. <laughs> your na- naivety. Is that yeah. the word or is it naivety? Yeah. And I just was like, this is what faith is. Let's just, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, that's so we cool. did. That's very cool. Love that. I know from talking to Jenny for the last year and a half since we all started this, that she was yeah. starting right around the same time. Yes. And she actually has talked, maybe you've heard us on the podcast. She's like how, how inspirational it was for you guys to start yeah. together. Yes. And it's probably every everything. other podcast yeah, episode. Pretty much. I it's like Emily, Emily, Emily. <laughs> and here's the Emily, here right? So basically I'm famous. <laughs> yeah, you are famous, <laughs> Emily. Go back and listen. So, but Emily, what's your recollection of connecting with Jenny on that level? <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So it was really funny. I don't know. Maybe you don't remember it the same way I do. But um, so one day that summer. So now mm-hmm. we're we're into this. We're going to do this mm-hmm. probably a month or two. Yeah. Um, I'm like, kids, let's go to the park. Yeah. And we had already gone to the library to pick up homeschool books. <laughs> so we go to the park. Um, trying to think of yep. which, Green Isle Park. Green Isle Park. And all of a sudden we run into Jenny and Noah and Madeline. <laughs> and what is she doing there? Letting the kids play so she can read her homeschool books. Oh my gosh. From the library. So you checked out two and she checked out the other two. And yes. Was- <laughs> God not only hooked you up, but then he hooked you up with me. Exactly. <laughs> and me with you. <laughs> so the kids ran amok and we talked you homeschool books. You guys each other from church. Yeah. So this well, was we not- only really well, no. knew each other from like there was social events. The f- the, no, the, only the financial meeting. Right. Okay. But let me say something about this financial meeting. Okay. It goes like this. I clearly am not into financial meetings, you guys. Okay. It's just not my 
leg page, I guess you could say. <laughs> but um, because Joel was doing the whole thing, my parents were going to babysit. And so we could, uh, so I could, as the wife of one of the leaders of this financial thing, attend with him. Every ounce of my soul was like, oh, why? My mom and dad are babysitting. I don't want to spend this time at the financial meeting. I want to go shopping, but I have to go to a financial meeting. I'm not that people, I'm not that person. So here's what happened. Little did I know that Emily and Carl would be there. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about it. I mean, cause I don't, I feel like we didn't know each other well no. prior to that. No, no, it was really, you know, that jumping off point was at the financial meeting. Yeah. So the Lord had us right there. Wow. I know. And then the park. Yeah. <clears throat> and do, did we talk about the fact that you're going to homeschool? Yeah. Yeah. That's how we bonded. Yeah. Because you guys had the books. We had the books. Some of the books. Right. But it's not like we knew we were going to go to the park or no. see each other there. No. And then there we all... Oh, the Lord is just God so here. Yeah. God is good wow. like that. Wow. wow. He's good like that. Uh, okay. And how did you guys support each other in these early years? Yeah. Because you both started that fall then, right? Yep. We did. I mean, I think we spent a lot of time, you know, just she would look at curriculum. Out. I'd look at curriculum. Yeah. She'd start reading a book on different methods. I'd start reading. Yeah. Um, and we would just kind of go back and forth and like, it was, Hey, this G-Bach thing, what, do you know anything yeah. about it? And no. then, <laughs> and then we're like, do we really want to go to this meeting? Yeah. If it's lame, we can leave together. Like exactly. we were, why sure. are they always late to their stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, we went to these meetings and then it yeah. was, then they had the field trips and then we're like, oh, let's go to the field trips yeah. together. And so we dragged the kids to all these field trips the first year. And yeah. And we felt really good about, especially connecting with G-Bach. Mm-hmm. Let's say that we felt good because. And let's remind our audience what GBAC yes, is. Yes, let's remind them, Tina. <laughs> Green, Green Bay, Bay Area Christian Homeschoolers. It's one yes. of the local homeschool support groups in our area. At the time, I would think it was probably the only one. Now there's others, but yeah, yeah. the only one I was really aware of, at least. Yeah, yeah that was really so. the only one we were yeah. aware of. I yeah. felt really good about getting us signed up. <laughs> yeah. And I say yes because you probably helped me do it. I had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> But here's the thing, you guys, there we were. I mean, because otherwise, you know, that's it. You begin your homeschool journey and I'm not sure. Are we going to get hand as the truant officer coming over? So I felt like once we connected with Mm GBAC, it was a little bit more, we were connected with people. Yeah. You know, like, okay, this thing is legit. Mm -hmm. We're going to Friday gym. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're going to field trips, people. Yeah. So I felt really good about that. And then one thing led to the next. Next thing you know, I don't know if we want to save the homeschool convention. Is that in these questions somewhere? Was that near the beginning? Well, I mean, I I think it was probably after a year or two. I mean, fairly. Yeah. Well, see, now we've mentioned it. So we just have to go there. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So then that was, and we also did homes like um, curriculum fairs together. We did one in Oshkosh and we did the ones here. Yes. Yeah. And then it was like, it's time to take this on the road. And that's when I found the homeschool convention. (laughs) take it on the road. (laughs) We did. All the way to Cincinnati from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that hotel that we stayed at that first time around? Bit scary. I mean, but culture, you guys, homeschool. (laughs) It was a homeschool moment. But... The homeschool convention, what I remember in Cincinnati so, is. And what yeah. was the name of the homeschool convention? The Green Bay. No, no. it wasn't Green Bay anything. This this was called um, the Great Homeschool Convention. I, was say, I think yep. the great word great was in it. Great. Absolutely. Great homeschool convention. Run by Cincinnati, Brennan Dean, yep. who 
recently appeared on our podcast. Yeah. And I made very clear that I was a groupie of, and did mention your name probably. Yeah. You'll have to listen to that one when it drops. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. But um, I remember, and because the controversy always is, is it overwhelming when you're a new homeschooler, mm-hmm. when you're new to it? Should you not go because you could be completely overwhelmed with all the curriculum or is it beneficial? Emily, what would you say to that? Honestly, I found it really beneficial because I think beforehand we really we were able to look through who the speakers were and mm-hmm. and what we did know. I felt like we we went with questions that we needed answered. Um, and we did go with physical questions. Yeah. Like we had everything printed out and highlighted. Remember Absolutely. That? We were very strategic about, wow. about going. Mm-hmm. We knew what booths we wanted to visit. We knew what classes we needed to mm-hmm. attend. Um, yeah, it was very organized. The husbands were kind of off doing their thing. Yeah. Um, yep. and we had our thing. I would have gone if I'd been friends with you guys yeah. then. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go by myself. That was part Tina, of the thing. You, so. you guys are the same people like this because when we say we were organized, Emily I was going to say it, but I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> because there's a lot you have to do. You have to print back then. Anyway, we yeah. printed everything off. Emily said, well, let's highlight everything, but we probably didn't even get more organized until the year after. When that, that's right. The and, but then we brought the kids. So it was a little chaotic. It was a little more chaotic. So the then. first year was the husbands yes. and kids were left at home with grandparents yeah. I assume, or something Correct. like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And you did all the organizing and Jenny Followed along. Followed along. She, was, right. she was the fun. I was yeah. the. Yeah. I was the let's get the roasted nuts. And Emily's like, we no. We are alike, Emily, you and I. <laughs> and Emily was like, no, we need to make it to our next. Uh... <laughs> yep. But we did it. But what I do remember about that first time is. And, and I'm speaking to all you moms out there who want to go so bad, but your friend has told you that you're going to be overwhelmed. It might be a little bit true that it's new to you and you, you know, you could be overwhelmed, but I think that when you go with somebody, just know that together, listen, it's fun. Number one, but people are waiting for you. These people, the providers, the curriculum, you know, their, their families just like you and they want you to come to their table. They love talking everything homeschool. They love helping you out. I was a little bit overwhelmed as much as I say it's not overwhelming. Uh, we were at the sunlight table. Yeah. We decided collectively, Emily and I, <laughs> that we were going to do sunlight. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And I was very confused. I have to say, as far mm-hmm. as how do we, you know, because I think we're all used to the grades, you know, this is for fifth uh-huh. grade. This is for sixth grade. This is right. for first grade. And that's not how sunlight worked it. And so even something simple like that, you know, mm-hmm. we've been so indoctrinated with that kind of talk that even that's new. Right. You know, they could fit into this box or they could do this or, you know, so filling out the form, I was overwhelmed as right. to how to do it all. And you helped me. Yeah. Fill it out. That was a whole section. I remember it took us a good, a good hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just for yours though. Mine was already done. <laughs> Exactly it. So the cool thing is the providers are not going to tackle you, right? Uh, No, not at all. And be kind of anonymous and not talk to anybody because I've been to a couple of these. They will, they will leave you alone too. So, so don't let it feel like overwhelming. Like I I don't want to talk to all these people. You don't have to, you can go and you can kind of just be low key as well. Unless you go with Jenny. Yeah. (laughs) Tina, I wish you would have been with us. You guys, we would have had a blast. That would have been a good time. We weren't friends back then though. So we were not friends back then. Tina was on the. Yeah, we knew of you. We knew we knew of Tina. <laughs> well, I mean, our kids are all the same age. So yeah. I just had little kids at that point. I right. wasn't anybody 
probably didn't know anything about me then. But I don't think so. No, not no. really. Because I was joining at the same kind of time yeah. I guess you were. Yeah. So, but you guys went to the same church. And so yeah, we did. And I went to a different church. Mm-hmm. So not there. that we didn't interact for that reason. It just wasn't natural. We're not right. saying that you can't talk to people. <laughs> I have lots of friends. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Goodness gracious. Where are we on these questions, Emily? See, I, well, I do want to add one thing about yeah. the convention though. Do it. Um, I think one of the other positives for me was seeing, you know, my only exposure, I guess, to homeschoolers was GBAC. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to go and see homeschoolers that looked different than even us. Yep. Um, the Mennonites. And, yeah. Right? The Mennonites and, <laughs> and just, I mean, some people that looked more hip and trendy than we did. Yeah. Some yep. people, of course, that mm-hmm. were wearing the denim skirts Whole and then, mix, yeah. you some know, people there was with just 12 children trailing along. Right. Right. Some right. Just yes. one, right? Yeah. But it was just really cool to be able to see a, such a variety of homeschoolers and to yeah. know that it wasn't just happening in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And for the kids. Yeah. So when the children mm-hmm. came the following year, whenever that was, uh, that was an eye opener for them. Yeah. Yep. They got to see. Wow. And they loved it. And, you know, you're with your people. I mean, right. This is it. We are these people. Right. And so, yeah, just. Yeah. Just it just made me feel so like I was, you know, like I belong to something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, um, it's, bigger than myself. Yeah. It's good to feel part of a community, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So Carl was on board with the idea of homeschooling, right? Did he yes. get scared off after the convention or has he always been just part of it? No, you know, I think part of it is Carl's an adventure guy, but mm. I think he also knows I don't get into anything I haven't thought about. Um, and so he just thought, you know, let's just do this. Mm. He also knew that, you know, our oldest Travis was just not thriving in the public school system. Mm-hmm. And so this was the only other option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just make it work. Mm-hmm. Didn't even bat an eyelash. No. Just went right with it. Yeah, he just did. Mm-hmm. He's crazy like that. <laughs> um, now I was thinking as Tina was asking that I was going to say something. Oh, I know. I know what it was. One of the things that I found really beneficial, not to stay just like this is going to be a, an episode all about the homeschool convention, but <laughs> I remember us sitting before one of the speakers, or yeah, I think it must've been before one of the speakers and all the moms that were around us and just asking them questions, you know, we all got to talking and that was the first time I was aware that there are different laws in different States. Oh Oh, yeah. And that was the first, I remember talking to these two ladies that were sitting next to us that were talking about the things that they had to do. You know, they had Mm -hmm. to have the social worker come in like once a month or whatever it was. Oh gosh. Flabbergasted. I can't believe it. Yeah. We thought everyone had it as good as we do here. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. the case. That's actually a good thing to learn too, though, to appreciate what you do have. Oh, exactly. Right. Exactly. Now you are still homeschooling to this very day. Mm -hmm. So. You, you just didn't stick with sunlight from the get-go? <laughs> no. no. Tell I us about not. that. Do you have any preferences throughout this journey? Did you say how long? Is it written here? You were probably Since here. 2007. Okay. However many years that is. <laughs> and your youngest is how old now? 16. All right. So you got a couple more years left. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm jealous. I'm always jealous. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of want to find a couple more kids. Keep this going. <sighs> It's like, or just get your kids married off. How old is Travis? Mm, he's 23. I have a 21 year old daughter. Yeah. Rachel, I'm sorry. I keep doing this I too. <laughs> and now your mom's doing it right on the podcast. <laughs> oh, homeschooling moms, I tell you. Right. So you, it's not like you just purchased this curriculum, 
said, this is what we're going to do. And then stuck with it because it was perfect. No, no, I really, really loved sunlight. I have to say, but my kids are each four years apart. And so sunlight really wasn't a good fit Mm -hmm. because I would have literally had to do three different, Mm -hmm. whatever they're called. I can't remember what they're called. I'm not sure either. Cores or I don't remember what they're called. I think it is core. Because part of it is to a program like sunlight is to integrate your kids together, but you can only do that if you're like me and have your kids close together. Right. right? They have to be like two or three years. Mine are four. Yeah. So it just, it got to the point where I, I just, I was reading literally all day long. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't, no, I yeah. can't sustain yeah. this. <laughs> well, plus you're not having family unity, which is one of the blessings of homeschooling. Correct. Right? So, Correct. Yeah. But the, from what I knew mm-hmm. um, at that point, we love the fact that we could read together. We mm-hmm. just ended up not reading everything. So we weren't getting as much out of our investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we definitely wanted to stick with reading. We just yes. needed to find something similar that would allow us to have all of the kids be reading the same thing at the same time. Yeah. So then we transitioned to my father's world ah, okay. and that was a, that was a better fit for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And are you still using that? No. <laughs> yeah. That's how we hold up the homeschool <laughs> So I, I pretty much had the attention span of a squirrel. So, (laughs) you know, when it comes to homeschool curriculum, I get bored pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Um, The kids just fun. It's fun. There's so much out there. Guys, moms. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) There's just so much out there. And to me, it was always, you know, my kids just, they've never really loved to do school. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, maybe the next thing will, will, you know, bring them in. And so. (laughs) Wait, let's stop right here before I lose this moment, because we're saying how much we love it. And then Tina chimed in and said, it is fun. And then all of a sudden I had that picture that you posted on Facebook of the shelf that you have all set up with the books for. <laughs> for I your have grandbaby. a shelf. My grandson is two weeks old when we're taping this, <laughs> and uh, I pulled out all the board books. And, I, and Seth has a shelf of books in my house. Yeah, and they're, they have a nice order to them. They have the stickers on. That was from before. Yeah. Those were oh, not yeah. new. But yeah. this is why you need to marry off your kids, and then they'll have babies, and then yeah, you can right, your own <laughs> shelf too. Right. <laughs> oh, trust me, we have shelves. <laughs> Yes. So any hoodles, we interrupted you again. Yeah. yeah. So where so, are we at? Uh, you After have my father's the attention world. span of a squirrel. Yes. And, again, yeah. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> That's become more obvious. <laughs> so yeah, after Best my father's ever. world, who knows? I mean, we've pretty much tried it all. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I I was truly convinced there wasn't a math curriculum out there for us. Mm. Oh, same. Because we've tried them all, hated them all um, <laughs> yep. for different reasons. Yeah. Nothing wrong with them. Just kids mm-hmm. just get your your calculator. <laughs> some kids just hate math and there ain't going to exactly. be anything. My, my other daughter. Yeah. yeah. No, I will say the Matthew C blocks will mm. forever be a favorite toy of my children. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as using them for math, not so much. No. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, we recently, several years ago, we started using Saxon, hmm. even though I have Ooh. had many people say they love it or many people yeah. say, you don't even like want to go there. You have to be a math person with Saxon. Here's what's funny. Yeah. I we mean, love it. You would. You know why? Because you like all of that, like, accounting. <laughs> 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 I 
I didn't like it. I wanted to like it because I like the feel of the pages. <laughs> but no. What did did you ever try? Um, I can't. What was that thing? Um, the computer program I always tell teaching people textbooks. Nope. No, I was going to say we tried to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one was okay for us. That was one of the ones that was tolerable. Well, I was also. my oldest. Yeah. You know, the oldest kid. He just he could have learned from anything. Okay. It didn't really matter for him. Mm-hmm. He was okay with teaching textbooks. Okay. I loved it because then I didn't have to check anything. Yeah. And he loved it because he didn't have to check anything. Right. Um, but my other two kids hated it. Hmm. It was the one where you just get a subscription <clears throat> for like a whole year. Well, I, I tell everybody. Teaching textbooks and their CTC math. CTC math. Okay, but that's we tried newer. that too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not been newer. out that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we tried CTC as well. <laughs> yeah, you did that one. Didn't like it. Eh? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I probably would have been fine with all of them. But, you know, the kids were just like, yeah, eh, still hate math. Yeah, I I mean, if you don't like math, you don't like math. And that is the good news. We talk about how much we love looking at different curriculums. And you can. Mm-hmm. You can do it. And then don't say, well, you should stick with something. I mean, yeah, you should stick with something. Yeah, right? Don't be changing every other week. Exactly. But we're right. not there. Well, I generally that. would stick with it. If I could get past February, we were good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We would stick with it yeah. for the year. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we generally didn't change. A whole yeah. lot within one school year. Mm. Um, but for the next year, we kind of did just, you know, there's so much out there. Why not try something new? And it's so yeah. fun. <laughs> when it's just that's one thing I miss. And Tina and I talk about, I mean, of course, she has the homeschool uh the roadmap. Right. Where she's in the know about everything new. But um we look at them all and then what? It makes you just want to do it all over again. And uh-huh. you get to and have more kids. Possibly. And, but too late for that, but yeah. <laughs> right. grandkids. So I want to back up a little bit, Emily. You said you pulled, you, you, one of your reasons for doing this was Travis was not doing well in school and that's not his fault. That's school's fault. Correct. Mm-hmm. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Um, so in what ways did homeschooling help him? Okay. So um, in first grade, he, um, he had a teacher who didn't love teaching. Um, and she made it a point to tell him on a daily basis that he just wasn't going to succeed, um, based on his years old and he's being, oh my gosh, based on his inability to journal well in his morning journal, um, and that he needed to be medicated. We hear that one all the time. Right. And um, looking back, I mean, even at the time, it never occurred to me that he needed to be medicated. He was a boy. Exactly. There was nothing. I don't know. There was nothing more than just being a boy in him that I saw. Yeah. So anyway, he went through second grade. His second grade teacher was like, if you could design a teacher to be perfect, that was her. Hmm. She was amazing. Okay. However, the first grade teacher had done so much damage Mm. that he just thought so little of himself Mm. and that he was stupid and all these other things. So anyway, we pulled him and, um, you know, I tried to recreate school at home because I didn't know any better. That's also what we'd start out doing usually. Right. So So (laughs) we did that. But after I realized this is not working, um, we really focused on what is he good at? And what is he struggling in and how could I make that be better? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things we did is when it came to 
whether we had to write a paragraph or something like that, he did the creating, I did the writing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he flourished. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that he wasn't creative. It wasn't that he couldn't come up with the big vocabulary. It was just that his hands couldn't keep up. And he was also a bit of a perfectionist. And so spelling wasn't there for all the words that were in his head. Mm -hmm. He couldn't spell them. And so, um, or should they have been at six years old? That's just right. ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> so really, um, yeah, I spent a good year. I think it was probably third or fourth, probably fourth grade. I wrote everything mm-hmm. for him. Um, some and people then, are afraid for that. Aren't they? Yeah. You hear that all the time that mm-hmm. they're afraid that, well, then the kids will be missing, right? That's no, that indoctrination. But, but he was orally composing. <clears throat> that means he was writing in a sense. You were playing secretary. Right. Right. And all the CEOs have secretaries. So why can't Travis? (laughs) And, you know, eventually then I I started hearing about this um, copy work. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so then whatever he created and I wrote, he then copied. Ah, yes. And so he was still doing it. Yes. Um, And the ideas were from his head the whole time. Exactly. Um, And then we also like forget spelling lists. Like it was like we had words that he was coming across on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and we took it outside with my boys. Everything had to go outside. Mm. Um, and we would play basketball and we Uh, would, instead of playing horse, uh we would play whatever word he was struggling with. Oh, cool. And that's how he would learn his spelling. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was never for a spelling test. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so that the next time he rewrote, you know, whatever copy work or whatever it was mm-hmm. that he knew how to spell it. Yeah. Um, a lot of their memorization work we did on our morning walks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, we would know enough of it to go for our walk. And as you're walking, I know our chiropractor had told us anytime you can get them moving yeah. and learning at the same time, it will absorb better. Yeah. Um, and with two boys, we had to go. And do a lot of moving. Yeah. Two boys and a girl who's a dancer. So um, that, yeah. that was yeah. fun for her, I'm sure, too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So and she was oh, yeah, she was right out there with her brother. So just getting out there every morning for at least an hour. It did not matter what the weather was. We had to go for a walk <laughs> and get those boys a little worn out. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. So your family. Basketball. Yep. And name all the extracurriculars. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how, and did you feel comfortable? How did you, how did you find out what was happening in the community? How did you know? Um, I mean, some of it of course was through GBAC, mm-hmm. you know, your homeschool group is always going to announce certain things. Um, so our oldest was a drummer mm-hmm. and so we had him in drum lessons, but those, um, the, the man that was his teacher was, um, very much in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what was going on with drumming and we get Travis hooked up with different churches mm-hmm. that needed drummers are really short. There's a, there's not many. Right. And so um, lots of churches would be looking for fill in drummers on Sunday mornings for adult worship, mm-hmm. Wednesday nights for youth group. Yeah. Um. So he got to go around the city and drum for different cool. churches and it was great. Wow. Then he taught himself guitar. So <laughs> then he became, you know, good. I did not good, know this. Yes. So, um, very, very talented that way. Um, so he did that. Um, trying to think of what else Travis did. Like that's probably, I don't know. I feel like that's maybe it. He was more of a hunter. He was always mm. kind of with my dad. Yeah. Always wanting to be in the woods or. And the mechanic kind of a thing, right? Yes. Because that's a huge thing with Travis. Yes. 
So, um, we did that, but I mean, we did a lot of the Lego classes and, mm-hmm. you know, um, art classes, all the things that GBAC would kind of throw out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, other extracurriculars. Okay. And then our daughter was in piano, mm-hmm. singing, dance, and then she eventually became a ballet student. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just loved the, the routine, the, I don't know. She just loved ballet so much. Um, and then she also took three years of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something through the community. Uh, and then they also, um, I had them take public speaking classes, mm-hmm. improv, which led them to then be, uh, they performed in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ah, with and Evergreen Theater. No, no. actually right. through um, April Johnson. Oh, okay. That's another theater group in our town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, now Grayson is going to be in Godspell. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, which your daughter's involved with. She's right? helping out as an yeah. adult volunteer. Yes. Yeah. So um I did not know that. I don't think she knows him, so she would not have known to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So she, he took improv with Molly last year. Okay. And um kind of fell in love with the whole like hanging out with these guys and being yeah. silly and that kind of thing. There's and a good group of guys in right it now. is. Yeah. And a lot of them are on honors basketball team. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, and Molly was like, he needs to be. And I said, you work on him. I'll work on him <laughs> and we'll make this happen. And I had to, you know, kind of go, this will be something credit on your transcripts. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, all right, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> he loves it. Good. Absolutely awesome. loves it. And I'm hoping he will continue. Yeah you know, for the rest of his high school years. Yeah. Is he a sophomore now or junior? He's a sophomore. Okay. So you have two and a half years at this point. Yes. Yeah, okay. And we're going to, awesome. we're going to take in every minute of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's also on the homeschool basketball team. He's on the homeschool basketball oh. team. He's been playing with them since fourth grade. Um, he's been on varsity the last three years. Oh, he started wow. in eighth grade on varsity. Um, and then the teams got big enough where they had JV and varsity. So he's kind of played a lot of different levels over the last few <laughs> years. It's been a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love Nucha mm-hmm. and I love um, team sports and everything that that brings yeah. um, to kids, all that they learn from being on a team sport. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> are you concerned about the socialization aspect? <laughs> of <laughs> You know, it's so funny you say that because like, obviously that's a thing, right? Yeah, that people say about homeschoolers. Yeah. and um. I can be kind of snarky sometimes. And so I will, you know, put things on Facebook about how my unsocialized homeschooler is not home yet again. Um, uh, And one of my daughter's friends was homeschooled as well, but she wasn't really out and about in the community Mm -hmm. as much as as some of us. And she said, does he ever stay home? (laughs) And I'm like, "Hmm, not really. No, not really. He's just involved in a lot of things. And yeah. He just loves being out there. Yep. Yeah. So, They're positive, healthy things. Why not? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Which so, I think is, it's not whether or not you're socialized, it's how you're socialized, right? Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I was um, talking to my oldest son before I left tonight and um, just talking about how amazing it is to see, watch all three of them interact with people of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um. And just what that, you know, like, I wish I had that. Yes. I don't have that. And they have because it's all they've ever known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's interacting with whoever's in front of them, regardless of their age or education or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all they've ever known. Yeah. They don't see the artificial distinctions, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what are Travis and Cameron up to now? Your graduates. Okay. So Travis is 23. He um, took a gap year Mm -hmm. after graduating, uh, earned some money to go to school, and he has um, his degree in heavy duty, heavy duty diesel mechanics. Wow. So I always tease him and say he works on big trucks. (laughs) Um, And believe it or not, this is something he told us when he was under two that he would be doing. Wow. We used to bring him to daycare and we would drive past um, this one company that had all these, you know, semis out in front. And he said, I'm going to drive those and work on them. I'm going to fix them. And the crazy thing is that company moved several years later but it is the company he worked for out of college. Oh, oh my god. That is so, so great. Yeah. <laughs> so um so he's currently he's left that job, but he currently is a dump truck driver, which was another one of his dreams <laughs> for a septic company and he's also the lead mechanic for them. Wow. But he does have an aspiration of owning his own yeah. trucking company someday. Yeah. But I mean all of that I I, I that. love young men especially who get into fields like that because um they can't be outsourced to China. Correct. Right. right. And it's a, it's going to be a wage that can support a family, all these wonderful things. So how wise was he and no college debt, right? He probably just paid for it as he went and yep. Yeah. 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 So, and it was just, yeah, it's been such a great opportunity. Um, and something that we were able to, um, give him opportunities to work in Mm -hmm. throughout his high school years, especially. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was, yeah, he was already tied in by the time he got out of school. So great. And And then our daughter. Yeah. (laughs) So Cameron is 19 and she also took a gap year Mm -hmm. and just had no idea what she wanted to do. Yep. Um, And she, so she worked at festival local grocery store for, for four years, all through high school and um, the first year out of high school. And then, um, then she dabbled in Copper State, which you guys have interviewed Missy Martins from yes, Copper State. Yes. So she worked there for a little bit. She's like, I really need to work on my, she feels like she needs to work on her people skills, even wow. though she's fantastic with people. Yeah. But she just really, like she sets, um, you know, goals for herself of what she wants to accomplish. And she knew that that was an area that she wanted to work on was yeah. just the right. way that she interacted with the public just because she's yeah. not, Yeah, I don't know. She's kind of like me. She just yeah. likes to stay home. So anyway, she did that for a little bit. And then um, now she is a bank teller. Wow. Well, there's people's skills. So, which is hilarious coming from the girl who likes math the least out of (laughs) the three children Um, and knew nothing about computers, knew nothing about like, she never liked talking on the phone and all this kind of stuff. And she's doing it all. And she said, actually, she said just this weekend, mom, it's crazy. Now I can talk with a customer, be on the phone and be typing a computer all at the same time. Um, So yeah, counting money, right? She's just killing it. And she also just moved out. She's got a roommate. How's that going? It's really going well. I'm so proud of her. Um, Her roommate was also homeschooled and um, they are doing so amazing. Um, and I have to say, I, you know, all the years that I tried to get her in the kitchen mm-hmm. cooking with me, yes. um, my kids always went to the grocery store with me. So they knew how to shop and meal mm-hmm. plan and all that kind of stuff, um, and budget. But she was always like, eh, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's doing it all. Uh-huh. Cause now she's, it's hers and she can take ownership yeah. of it. And right? so exactly. she's yeah. like, oh, you know, I was, I was under budget again this month at the grocery store wow. and, um, guess what I tried cooking today? And, mm. um, and she's got her little dishes so that she can, you know, 
bring her lunch to work. And it's just so amazing. Like you think you're telling them and teaching them all these things, all these years, they're not listening, but they really are. They are. They really, really are. Yeah. So yeah, she's been quite impressive. Unbelievable. Yeah. But so believable. Does Grayson have ideas about post high school or not yet? He really doesn't. Which is okay. He's 16. Yeah. And I I keep reminding him of that, that it's, you know, some people know like Travis (laughs) when he was basically, you know, a baby Um, and that other people have no idea. But I said, what's really great about where we're at in this country is that nobody wants to work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so pretty much the, you know, yeah. the field's open. Wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, especially yeah. if you want to like work hard. Yeah. Right. You know that you can pretty much do whatever you want. Try some yeah. things out. It doesn't work. Try a different thing out. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. So, and he's a major people person. So like, mm-hmm. I just know yeah. that whatever he does, he will it's do well. It's going to be just fine. Yeah. So I don't really worry oh. about it. What about, this is always such a loaded question. There's not just one little tiny answer, but if you could, the greatest blessings from homeschooling, what do you think? Or that, you know, that happened as a result of homeschooling. Yeah. I would say one of the greatest blessings has been just being able to be with my kids and know who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, before we started homeschooling, I was working full time. Mm -hmm. So my kids were in daycare. Actually, my kids were in three different places. One was in preschool. One was in school. The Mm -hmm. other one was, um, we had a full time nanny. So he was with her and, um, it was just insanity all the time. And so I just, I know who they are. I know who their friends are. I know their, what they like to read and what they don't like to read. And I know, I just, I know their interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really been a blessing. Um, and I know, I, I know I have other things that I wanted to share about that. Um, what else has been a blessing? Um, all the learning that I've gotten to do. Uh, yes. I was a terrible student in school. Um, and because I just didn't learn the way that schools teach. Mm-hmm. And Very so few kids do. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I'm finding out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just all that I've been able to learn, not only from the curriculum, but then what my kids have taught me. Yeah. That's been really cool. Um, and then the relationship they have with each other. Yes. Um, it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. I just love to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've already talked about the other one, watching them interact with other people of all ages. Yeah. And knowing that they just, they have the confidence. They, they don't look at people as what their age is. They just see another person. Yes. So just good. Were there big challenges you guys had to overcome along the way? Um, I, it's funny. Cause when I was, when I read that question, I was like, gosh, I just feel like, like I said, in the beginning, we just kind of went into this and it was just like, whatever it is, it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I never felt like we can't do this anymore. They have to go to school. Mm -hmm. There were times where I thought I probably wasn't doing a great job, Mm -hmm. but I also knew that they wouldn't thrive Mm -hmm. in the schools. And so anything I did was way better than what they would be getting. Yeah. Um, staying focused for me was probably Mm -hmm. a challenge. Um, not buying new curriculum. (laughs) Right. I got frustrated. (laughs) Um, math that had to make the list. Um, but the biggest challenge we had, um, was in 2012, my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, she had died in August 
And so, you know, just within a couple of weeks, we needed to start school. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. and what did that look like? And did we need that routine? And um, none of us did well with it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know how to get back into GBOC and to get back into field trips. And I just wasn't up for it. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and that was when Grayson was learning to read. Mm -hmm. And there was just so many things that I just stopped doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was our our biggest challenge was just, I don't know how to grieve and homeschool my kids. Mm. So that was really, really hard. Um, fortunately, Grayson taught himself to read. <laughs> Hooked on phonics through the DVD and the kid taught himself to read. So God was good like that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's so, such an encouragement to so many people. And it, it just, because it negates that whole idea that, you know, there's, there's a time yeah. that they have to do it at this time. There's a certain way to reach the end goal. But the truth is children will learn yeah. regardless. Yep. And so yeah. did you feel comfortable? I know you said that I don't know how to homeschool and grieve at the same time. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you ought to be doing something or, you know what I mean? Did you have that pressure in your heart or did you know enough to say, going to be okay. Um, I, I guess I felt like we needed to do something because I didn't want to just sit around and be sad. Mm. Um, but I, I didn't feel the pressure to accomplish, I guess mm -hmm. we did things just to do something normal, kind of have a routine to your yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise mm -hmm. I feel like our days would have gotten away from us, Yeah, but it wasn't like, I felt like we needed to get this done this week. Okay. In order to stay on task. Yeah. That yeah. really wasn't important to me. Right. But honestly, I'm not sure that was important to me ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's a really good thing for people to hear because we all have a tragedy or a difficulty, whatever it might be. And so many parents are, feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. I've got to finish this curriculum this year, even though I have a hard time just getting out of bed. Right. 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 Just to be able to say, it's okay. Your, your kids, you have two graduates and one really put together young man who's in high school. They didn't suffer for that year, no, did they? No. I mean, you all just, the, the main thing was your relationship and your family and helping each other, That's right? That's exactly right. it. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's much more than curriculums and all of those things. Think about the lessons. You couldn't recreate that. There's nobody that sells that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and I just, I think about my mom had cancer. So, I mean, we we didn't know this was going to be the end result, but I mean, she was obviously sick for quite a few years. My kids got to be a part of that. Yeah. They got, we got to go to her appointments. Those were some of our field trips <laughs> um, and just be with her Yeah, and push her in a wheelchair and the empathy and all yeah. of that, right. That they got to develop. And just the amount of time they got with her that they yeah. didn't miss out because they were at school all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was great. And at the end, I mean, if you think about that, is just watching God work in your family and you did get through and you did survive and you are yep. smiling. Yep. Right. Because I think that those are the kinds of lessons that I'm talking about. And, right. you know, is it, do we even call that a lesson, but just watching how God orchestrates all the things and uses all of those things. Those are the things that matter. It's not going to be the math book. It's not going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life learning is life. And, you know, just everything that, yeah, everything that we did just kind of, 
I feel like all of these things led to us thinking less and less about school and more and more about learning. Shifted your whole everything. Yeah, it just does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's such a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's also another saying that says your worst day homeschooling still beats the best day of public school. (laughs) Literally have that in my notes. Really? Literally in my notes. I happen to notice that Emily's notes are, her responses are red (laughs) and the other part's black because that's something Tina would do. When we, when we have our times together, when we're sitting down and we, we need notes for whatever, mine will be written down in some random thing that I just have. Tina's are all printed off and nice and neat. So you could have hung with us at the homeschool convention and you guys would have been. If you'd have just. If we would have known each other. Yeah, right. I know. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't, but for such a time as this, it yep, doesn't matter. For such it's a good. time yeah. as this, exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Homeschooling's changed a little bit since you started. Yeah. Yeah. What advice do you have for newer homeschoolers, whether their kids are little and they've never been in school or they're pulling them? Because you've done both. Yeah. Um, gosh. Um, I think my number one thing is you're probably going to want to quit. Don't just, just stick with it. Um, but don't worry about what everyone else is doing. I mean, look at what other people are doing to inspire you or whatever, but like, don't be so worried. I think one of the big things and I'm sure this will offend somebody. I don't know. We don't Probably. care. In the, Go in the for it. Um, it just seems like everybody has to be a part of a co-op now. Uh, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, we had a co-op when the kids were young, Mm -hmm. there was like five or six families. We got together. The little kids went in one house, older kids went in the other and the moms taught and it was great Mm -hmm. for a time. Um, but I feel like there's such a big emphasis on academics. Um, so I don't know. I feel like at some point, just, just be a little bit more free. Yeah. Um, trust the process maybe more, right? Yeah. You don't have to orchestrate every single thing to, to get the right. academics your kids need. Especially if they're coming out of school, yeah. they need to, to unlearn mm-hmm. that routine and just yeah. realize that learning is natural and not, yeah, so regimented. Um, and then homeschool your child the way they need to be homeschooled, mm-hmm. recognizing that not every kid goes to college. Mm-hmm. Not every kid needs geometry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So just, I don't know, recognizing who your kid is. Uh, don't worry about getting it all in because you won't. <laughs> you just won't. And, you know, my older two now, they're like, I always said to them, you will never stop learning. And they would always go, oh, you know, <laughs> and now they just laugh. They're like, you're right. We're always learning. Um, even after Travis graduated from, from um, college, they would send them to Atlanta, he'd go to Dallas for week long training. Right. Yeah. He always had, you know, he, I was always doing those things. Um, because semis are always evolving. Like you (laughs) can't, you can't just learn how to fix something and then have it be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so you're never done learning. And Cameron's obviously learning that now in the banking industry. Like, yeah, there's so much to be learned now. She's glad she learned what she did. Before she went into the banking industry, it's funny listening to her talk about the banking industry based on <laughs> no, what she knows. I just see her with it. I just really, her nails are all painted up. She's handing out the money. Exactly. The oh, she's, Cameron. Yeah. She, yeah, she was made for it, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I think homeschoolers now, I, I think back to when 
the homeschoolers before we were homeschoolers, yeah. 10, 20, 30 years before that, they look totally different than what we look. Yeah. And, and yeah. then now the homeschoolers now they're, they're a lot more hip and trendy. Yeah. I think so. I <laughs> they're think way so. cooler than yep, we were. They are. Um, they have I don't the know. internet. I mean, they have all the things on the internet, which yeah. maybe, uh, also not so good, but yeah. Right. I so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess just maybe don't, it doesn't have to be Instagram perfect. That's right. Yes. Don't compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No comparing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the next question, Emily. I do. The dreaded. The dreaded, what are my parting thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Emily, do you have any parting thoughts? Huh. Um, yeah, you know, I, I truly treasured all of my years homeschooling. Um, they were such a blessing and things did not turn out the way I thought they were going to. Um, and I'm learning to be okay with that. They did not turn out the, but you know, did I homeschool? because I wanted them to turn out a certain way. And one day I I ended up asking myself, would you still homeschool today if you knew things would turn out the way they did? Mm. Wow. That's powerful. And my answer was, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what God, he gives us these children. There's an expectation there. There are responsibility. And regardless of how things turn out, we still have a responsibility to our children. Mm. And I did my part. Yeah. You know, did I do it really, really well? No, not so much, but I did the best I could with what I knew. Yep. And my kids love me and I love them, you know? Yeah. And the rest is between them and God and, and their future. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today to listen. We hope that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has called you to it. And because of it, he'll see you through it. You don't have to know the end result. You just need to trust the Lord. (laughs) 